0: Hi, I'm Larry Castle here with Ken Brown for episode 64 of That's a Good Question. What about Durham, Justice, and Fauci? (laughs) Well, here we are back in the studio uh, together after uh, having a week off while we traveled last week for our marriage retreat. And... uh, A few weeks ago, we began trying to offer a biblical perspective on some items in the news, and we discussed things like the chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan and also the Texas abortion law we had occasion to talk about. And we've been mentioning uh, that we want to give an update to the so-called Kraken lawyers (laughs) dangling this clickbait out in front of you week after week, and uh, the January 6th investigation as well, so those are things that are on our radar as well. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, there's been a development that relates to both um, the first part of the title in today's episode uh, about John Durham, Mm. and we hope to say a word about Dr. Fauci as well in today's episode, uh, as we had uh, a viewer write in a question uh, asking whether he lied to Congress about Mm. his interactions with China uh, related to the COVID virus. So uh, why don't you start off with telling us who John Durham is and... Mm. Uh, we can see how that relates to the larger manner of justice. Okay.
1: Well, it is good to be back uh, in the studio with you and of course every week brings issues that Christians want to think about. Not simply uh, from, depending on the story and economic or military political standpoint, but always to fit it into the larger biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. So this week Special Prosecutor John Durham indicted a guy that nobody has ever heard of but many of us have heard of what this attorney who was indicted Michael Sussman was involved with and that's the story about uh, the Trump campaign and the 2016 election whether or not they were colluding with Russia to defeat Hillary Clinton and then to get Trump elected now this man Sussman was indicted this week for lying to the FBI Mm. about who it is he was working for when he fed some information about the Trump campaign and Russia to the FBI. Uh, They interviewed him at the time, and they asked him uh, who he's working for, and he said no client in particular. Hmm. But they have documentation that shows he was working for the Clinton campaign. So the accusation is that he was finding dirt on Trump, and he was passing it on to the FBI on behalf of the Clinton campaign, but he lied to cover up the connection to the Clinton campaign. Now, in fact, that lawyer's firm does do a lot of work. and has for years for Democrats, including Hillary Clinton. So if they thought they had information connecting the Trump campaign to Russia, really it would have been malpractice for them not to try to get it out there, and there's nothing illegal about about doing that. But if he lied mm-hmm. to the FBI to try to cover his true intentions, namely that his intentions were to help Clinton and and harm Trump, then I hope he's found guilty Mm -hmm. and that he pays for his, his crime. At this point now, he's just been indicted, not convicted. And I think it's frankly a bit of a stretch as to whether or not he's ever going to be convicted for legal reasons that we don't need to discuss. But if in fact he lied to the FBI, I would like to see him convicted and punished. Uh, that seems pretty straightforward, you would right? Think. <laughs> if you lie to the FBI, you should be brought to justice. Why? So why is this news? Yeah, you would think it would be straightforward, but that's yeah. where it gets interesting and really sad in many ways, because what you said is true. If someone lies to the FBI, then they should be brought to justice. But it appears that, you know, we've entered a political phase where you only believe someone should be punished for lying to the FBI if they are on the other side. And I say that because in the last four years or so, I have been amazed and saddened at the lengths to which Christian people will go to defend the actions of those that they agree with politically, even if those actions are immoral, dangerous, or or illegal. You see, the, the guy who brought this indictment this week, John Durham, is what I said earlier, he's a special prosecutor, meaning he was appointed for a special purpose to look into something the Justice Department believes is serious enough that it requires someone that's dedicated to the task. So Durham has uh, been assigned to do this since April of 2019. (laughs) That's... That's nearly two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and yet most people have never heard of him. Now, when I say most people, I mean most people who don't listen to right-wing media. <laughs> if you're someone who gets your information from partisan sources, on, in this case on the right, then you know who Durham is, because those sources have been saying that Durham is going to expose a vast effort mm-hmm. on the part of the so-called deep state to get Trump. He was appointed. Does does he have Krakens to release too? <laughs> Is, <laughs> Is that the problem? hope? He's going to release the Kraken. He's going to release the Kraken on yeah. the deep state. Yeah, he was appointed to find out whether the FBI and other intelligence agencies had spied on the Trump campaign during the 2016 election. The guy who appointed him, former Attorney General William Barr, publicly claimed that there was spying on the Trump campaign, and he asked Durham to look into it. As I say, back in April of 2019. Barr himself actually traveled overseas to find out whether our intelligence agencies were grooming sources to set Trump's people up to make Hmm. it look like they were colluding with the Russians or or other things. Team Trump has been hoping that Durham would find the goods against the deep state. So much so that before the election, Trump was tweeting, where's Durham? Hmm. He and his supporters were hoping that the truth would come out before the election, expose the deep state conspiracy, help Trump win re-election. Mm-hmm. So I have two questions for you then. One, has he
0: found a conspiracy? Mm-hmm. You know, has, has he found a link to the deep state mm-hmm. to trying to get Trump? And then you said this is somewhat sad because yeah. too many people seem to think that you should only be punished for lying to the FBI if yeah. the person who's doing it's on the other
1: side. Why do you say that? Yeah. Well, to to your first question, whether he's found a conspiracy on the part of the deep state, if he has, he's not informed uh, anyone else in these 28 months that he's been going at it. Now, I don't know what he's going to say in the future, but as of now, after 28 months of looking into it, we've heard nothing about, about that. Mm-hmm. And the 28 months is important because even though most people who don't listen to strictly right-wing media had no idea who John Durham is— most do know of another special prosecutor, in recent memory, Robert Mueller, mm-hmm. who was assigned to look into the relationship between the Trump campaign and Russia. Now, I'll talk more about Mueller in a bit, but his entire investigation was 22 months long. Hmm. And people complained about how long that was, people on Team Trump. Yeah. But Durham's been going for 28. It
0: really is. I mean, it's <clears throat> something we have to face Is um, you know, complaining it's taking so long. But on yeah. the other side, if you're longing for justice as you see it, yeah. you just it, you can't take long enough. you exactly. got to get to the bottom of yes, it. Yes, exactly. So, right. I mean, it's understandable, yeah. but we just have to be
1: even-handed in even-handed. how we apply that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And here's why, then, I, I say it's sad. You have, speaking of lack of even-handedness, mm-hmm. you have people celebrating the indictment of a guy for lying to the FBI who many of the same people defended other people who lied to the FBI hmm. Who are on their team. You, you see, friends, when we we're, do that... To be clear, we're not criticizing somebody for being glad
0: that the conviction is happening now. Absolutely. We're just saying, so why
1: don't we apply that consistently? That's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly what we're saying. Because when we do that, we support the perversion of justice. Mm. And justice is extremely... And extremely, it's extremely important to the domestic order. When we talked a few weeks ago about Afghanistan, mm-hmm. we, we noted that peace and order are gifts from God. Just as international order in a fallen world is so very important, and that's why I'm no fan of the Afghanistan withdrawal, but so too is domestic order extremely important. And it can't be maintained without justice. Mm-hmm. And justice requires truth and non-partisanship. If lying to the FBI is dismissed when it's your guys doing it, then you're undermining the very justice that God gives us as a good gift of his common grace. Lying to law enforcement or under oath has to be taken very, very, very seriously. Yeah,
0: and that's not a light accusation. You're Mm. saying that there are some people, even some Christians,
1: who do not think... That lying to the FBI is serious? Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I am saying that. Listen, I learned a new term a few years ago Hmm. from a pastor friend, a good guy. I mean, it's a friend who was not concerned at all. When people were not just indicted, like this guy was indicted this week, they were actually convicted of lying to the FBI. And you know why Hmm. he was not concerned? Because lying to the FBI, he informed me, and I learned, is only a, quote, process crime. Now, as I said, I had never heard the term until the last few years when friends of mine who are Trump apologists would tell me that Mueller was going after people for these process crimes, like lying to the FBI, rather than going after the crimes themselves. That is, lying to the FBI is a crime that takes place during the process Mm -hmm. of an investigation. It's a crime against the judicial process, but it's not the substance of the investigation itself. So many of the people who put their hope in Durham and are now jumping on this news with glee, they also dismissed and ridiculed the prosecution of Trump officials by Mueller, wait for it, for lying, yes, to, hmm. the, to the FBI. So Michael Flynn is considered a hero who was persecuted when he was prosecuted for a process crime by an overzealous prosecutor. Yeah, this this is all reminiscent of the
0: kind of back and forth I heard when, you know, if you if you mention any criticism of the January sixth riot mm-hmm. about well, where were where were the uh, you know where were you when, when this was all happening in the summertime ah. when it was on the part of you know liberal um, agents or yes part parties, yes. and uh, it's. It's got to be the same for both. We're here talking about this because this is folks,
1: this is us. That's us. This you is know, our we, side.
0: What good does it do to, to point as, out the hypocrisy we've said of, a number of times. people who don't listen to us? Who don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm going to mention that what about the yeah. summer riots yeah. and January 6th in a little bit as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: So that raises what you said there, raises an important question. If process crimes, as, as your friend called them, aren't serious, yeah. then how do you ever get to the substance of, uh, you know, of
1: the investigation if people can just lie with impunity. Yeah. If the process is not protected, right? which is exactly why prosecution for lying mm-hmm. under oath or to investigators is a crime. If the process can't be protected, how do you ever get to the substance? Exactly mm-hmm. right. Mueller's, in fact, largest section in his report after his 22 months Yeah, which, by the way, many people who talk about Mueller and dismiss Mueller and all of that, I talk to lots of people like that who have never actually read the Mueller report. Hmm. You know, if you're going to be an expert on Mueller and what Mueller didn't find and all that, let me just suggest you read the, the Mueller report. It's really large but you can download it. You can, you can Google Mueller Report, and you'll get it. But the Conf- largest...
0: section, I haven't read it. Well... And that's why you're commenting on it, not me. <laughs> yeah, and you don't claim to be
1: right. right so it's right. fine. Don't read it, but also don't pontificate on it yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you haven't done it, right? So his largest section in that, though, is on this very thing, obstruction of justice mm-hmm. by people lying, refusing to cooperate because Trump dangled and then actually gave pardons so that people could literally lie and cover up with impunity, and people actually did that. Hmm. Listen, so far, Durham has convicted one person in 28 months, and now he's indicted a second. We'll see if that results in a conviction. 28 months, that's it, at least so far. Now, compare that to to Mueller. Hmm. Uh, Let me just go through what happened in those 22 months. (laughs) Let me see. Do we have time for this? (laughs) All right, go for it. I'll go fast. He indicted, convicted, or received guilty pleas from 34 people hmm. and three companies, including top advisors to then-President Trump, Russian spies and hackers with ties to the Kremlin. The charges ranged from interfering in the 2016 election and hacking emails to lying to investigators, tampering with witnesses. Now, Trump himself could not be charged with a crime while he was in office. And it's there's a Office of Legal, the Office of Legal, I'm forgetting the name now, OLC, August of Legal Counsel uh, in the White House that issued an opinion in the 70s that said a sitting president cannot be charged with a crime while he's in in office. And it's highly unusual for a former president to be charged after uh, being in office. It's never happened. But I, I personally think if someone obstructed justice, No matter if they're a Democrat or Republican, they should be prosecuted, Mm -hmm. no matter who they are. But Mueller charged the Internet Research Agency—that's a Russian troll Mm. farm—with meddling in the 2016 election. He gave, in the report, names, dates, exact times, and locations where they— did this. It's very meticulous. Hmm. He charged 12 Russian military intelligence officers. He got a 29-page indictment, and it explains how the hackers use phishing attacks mm-hmm. to steal files from the Democratic National Committee and the Clinton campaign. And then they worked with WikiLeaks to distribute the information in order to damage Clinton's candidacy to help Trump. He documents all of this. Hmm. Trump's campaign chairman guy named Paul Manafort was sentenced to seven and a half years in prison. He pleaded guilty. He started cooperating with Mueller. But then prosecutors later said he breached their agreement by lying to them, and he was sentenced. Trump pardoned him. Well, wow. One of the people Manafort was involved with was a guy named Konstantin Kalimnik. He has ties to Russian intelligence. He was a former employee of Manafort's firm. Uh, and Manafort, the Trump campaign manager now in 2016, Gave polling data to this guy, Konstantin Kalimnik. And then he lied about doing that to Mueller, uh, even though he was supposed to have been cooperating at the time he did that. Hmm. So, why would, why would a campaign manager be giving polling data to this Russian intelligence guy? Okay. Trump confidant, Roger Stone was convicted of lying to Congress, of tampering with a witness, obstructing a congressional investigation into Russian interference. In the 2016 election, he faced up to 20 years in prison. Trump pardoned him. Mm -hmm. Campaign aide Rick Gates pleaded guilty to lying to investigators. He cooperated with the investigation. Trump's former personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, pleaded guilty to a number of charges, including lying to Congress. He served time in jail. Trump's campaign advisor, a guy named George Papadopoulos, spent a very short time in jail for lying to investigators. And then there's former national security advisor I mentioned earlier, Michael Flynn. He pleaded guilty to lying to investigators. He started to cooperate. He then reneged on the cooperation. He then sought to withdraw his guilty plea. The judge wanted to throw the book at him. You can't do that. You can't stand in front of me and say I'm guilty of this and then come later and say, no, I'm not guilty of this. But Attorney General Barr at the time tried to withdraw the original prosecution, saying, okay, we're not coming after him anymore. The court said you can't do that. Hmm. Trump pardoned. Now, if Trump does not pardon Flynn, then Flynn's in a world of hurt, and he's put in that world of hurt by the bad legal advice of his attorney, none other than, wait for it, mm-hmm. Sidney released the Kraken Powell. Hmm. I feel like I should have a sound effect for that. <laughs> we should have something. But, you know, she of infamy, joining Rudy Giuliani and these other lawyers who are now facing disbarment, suspension of their law licenses... You know different penalties a Michigan judge just threw the book at Sydney Powell in the last few weeks mm-hmm. for the things that she claimed about the election being stolen in in court yeah so
0: you're you're saying that um, if we are if we excused all of that mm-hmm. that happened yeah. all that time mm-hmm. and yet we recognize that that we should rightly be rejoicing in justice. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. we might want to just rethink whether or not we're being... uh, even yes. headed about this, yes. or, or you yeah, know, trying right. to uh, trying to achieve some level of ob- objectivity. So, if if what ter- what happened this week turns out to be justice, then mm-hmm. this this lawyer for Clinton and the Democrats right. is convicted of lying to the FBI. We we don't dismiss it as a process crime, and we're right not to. We should be thankful that we have a justice system. Yes. You're saying yes. that holds people accountable, but we should say the exact same right. thing if it's done by people on our team. Exactly right. So we as Christians we want um we want justice and that's more
1: important to us than our politics should be yeah you know that that should be exactly right our desire for justice should not have a political label to it mm-hmm. because justice has to be nonpartisan or it moves from focus on what's right to might mm-hmm. to power to winning to owning the libs to just being political yeah and then we as christians look like all we care about is being in charge
0: i just i mentioned to you before recording today the same kind of thing happening with things things that have been politicized like vaccination Mm -hmm. you know christian leaders allowing themselves to get swayed by politics on that um so that's all true and i agree with all of it but one additional point that um Not all instances of the same crime are treated equal, I Mm. think, should Mm. be addressed. Uh, If someone lies to the FBI about something that they would call, in in a case, Mm. non-material issues. So, you know, let's say they lie about what college they attended in an investigation. That has nothing to do with where they went to college. Um, they went to Harvard, but they actually went to let's say they went to Wayne State or oh, something oh, like that.
1: Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up! You're saying there's a difference between Harvard and Wayne State? I don't know. I no, happen of to know not. some very good people who come from Wayne State. Okay? Yes, I do. I know some very good people myself.
0: So my apologies to the Wayne Wayne State contingent watching here. The last thing I want to do is alienate you. Um, but it's true that uh, this kind of non-material lie probably wouldn't be prosecuted yeah. because right. they don't have the resources to just prosecute everything they might, mm-hmm. so they've got to stick with what's relevant to the case.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, all non-material false statements cannot be prosecuted because uh, they don't have the resources, but also because that's actually part of the legal standard. It actually has to be material. Mm-hmm. But in the case of all the— It doesn't Mo- make it okay to lie, though. Of course, yeah. But, you know, morally, right. we're talking about legally now. Right. But in the case of all the Mueller investigation uh, convictions— The lies were indeed material. Mm -hmm. And it appears this one that Durham has indicted would be as well Mm -hmm. Uh, to a non lawyer like me. We'll we'll see if a conviction follows. But what you said about prosecutors and the allocation, prosecutors' allocation of resources is important uh, to another issue that we've discussed. And that's the January 6th Hmm. insurrection, because you brought up earlier that that analogy that comparison that people make between the riots in the summer mm-hmm. and the prosecutions going on with January 6 you know some have tried to analogize those riots in the cities last summer to the first violent breach of our capital in 200 years right now i've had people downplay to me the seriousness of what happened on January 6th, and, and when i push back and say it was very and deadly serious then they move to the trusty what aboutism Mm-hmm. You know, what about the rioters last summer? When are they going to be prosecuted? Now, I don't think that comparison works. So let me just give an illustration. If a mayor in a town in Minnesota is assassinated, uh, can we agree that although it's very sad and it's, that it's still not the same as the assassination of the president mm. and that far more resources are going to be put into finding the president's assassin than, than the mayor's? You know, likewise, riots in Minneapolis are not the same as riots at our capital mm-hmm. that result in people marauding, not through businesses, but through our capital, mm-hmm. the citadel of our democracy. If that's not taken with the utmost seriousness, then what happened on January 6th is just a practice run
0: mm-hmm.
1: for later. Now, crimes committed in Seattle or in Minneapolis or wherever should be prosecuted and people held accountable— as resources allow, but I say as resources allow because prosecutors don't have unlimited resources. So they have to make decisions about who and how many when there's a whole boatload of people, Mm -hmm. as is the the nature of the case with a a riot. With the DC riot, you have more resources available at the federal level, and they're throwing those in a big way at the rioters, as in my mind, well, they should, given the nature of where they did this and, Mm -hmm. and what it represents. They have now prosecuted over 600 of the rioters. There's a committee as well in Congress looking into what happened on that uh, on that very fateful day. And, and just to
0: interject here, you're not <coughs> saying like some politicians on the left have said that you know, well, what do you expect and try to justify no. what rioters did no. in the summer. You're not saying no. that. No, you're just saying it's understandable if it's not even. Uh, you're understandable. You're saying it's understandable that it's not treated exactly like right. the January 6th riot right. because the, it doesn't rise to the level of a national threat it's like that. It's not a national threat. Yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so simply put, they are, with the January 6th riot, taking it more seriously than other events because mm-hmm. here, carefully, it's more serious mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Other, other events. So I, I strongly disagree with those who say, Well, when are they going to prosecute the rioters in the cities from last summer? As if there's some equivalence. There is not an equivalence between the two. But I will say this, if there were unlimited resources, Mm -hmm. as King Jesus will make use of in the future kingdom, to put immediately and fully down a rebellion that the Bible says will happen even at the end of his Mm -hmm. earthly kingdom and before we go into the eternal state, If you had those kind of unlimited resources, I'm completely in favor of doing that. And the larger—of prosecuting everybody who commits a a crime, if you were able to do it. But the larger point is that for Christians, for those of us who care about justice and our desire for justice, it should never have a political label attached to
0: it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Today's questions, uh, the components of the question— included so durham and justice <laughs> and fauci so we discussed uh, the first two but let's quickly talk about dr fauci okay. uh, because a viewer asked us whether or not fauci lied uh to congress when he said that his agency was not funding what's called gain of function research mm. in wuhan before the pandemic broke gotcha. out
1: well, yeah, a quick explanation and, and a quick answer on that. Our government does cooperate with other countries on things like health research, and we do give money to other countries for those purposes. We did that uh, for the institute that's located in Wuhan, the city where COVID originated. Mm-hmm. Now, that research uh, is normally done in a way that it can only harm animals and, and not people working on the research or others if somehow the virus that they're working on escaped the, the lab. Now I've read the recent news account in a publication called The Intercept, uh, and other reports that we funded, what well, you mentioned, gain of function uh, in, in Wuhan, which would mean we gave money to support changing the coronavirus. That's what gain of function, you change the, mm-hmm. the virus so that it's more infectious and dangerous to humans. Now, even if that happened, no, nobody is claiming, although I sense that some people are implying, I've never seen anybody actually claim, that it happened uh, on purpose of intentionally endangering humans and causing what we've experienced the last 18, 18 months. But mm-hmm. still, if it happened, it would be important for us to know that so that we can take steps for future, future safety. Mm-hmm. As for Fauci, I've seen nothing that proves that he... He lied about the research that we funded in China, or or anywhere else. Now let me just say, when you use the word "someone lied," uh, are we are we going to be fair enough to say if someone misspeaks? I I, I don't know whether that's going to turn out to be the case or not, mm-hmm. but. Can we at least admit that there's a difference between those? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just go back to. One is simply being wrong, the other is intentionally obfuscating. Intentional is yeah. the key word. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go back to George W. Bush. George W. Bush, there is on the left, there's been this, been this persistent claim that he lied about weapons of mass mm-hmm. destruction mm-hmm. in Iraq. He lied. Bush lied, people died. That's, that's what the they, phrase. Yeah. That's the phrase, right? And he lied about that. You know, it's I, in my considered opinion, it's just unfair. Uh, the Clinton administration before him thought that there were weapons of mass destruction that Saddam Hussein had. Mm-hmm. He thought they had them. He didn't. He didn't make that up. He didn't intentionally. Lie. He was wrong. Turns out there weren't any. Mm-hmm. But he he thought there was, and his intelligence people had said that there was. And so it was a tragic, to put it mildly, you know, mistake, but that's a difference between a lie and intentionality, as you say. Now, Senator Ayn Rand Paul, (laughs) you know, named after, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Mm -hmm. who's an ophthalmologist, uh, but he's tried to school Fauci on these things. Every time Fauci comes up before Congress, it becomes this thing, you know, what's... What's Rand Paul going to say? And so he's tried to do that every time Fauci's come before the committee that, uh, that Rand Paul sits on. And he's accused now Fauci of lying. Uh, even as I understand it, uh, Rand Paul has submitted a referral to the Justice Department to determine if Fauci lied under oath to Congress. I mm-hmm. see no evidence that he has, and I see no reason in the world why he would. Here's a guy who's been laboring uh, on things like AIDS research and other diseases for over 40 years, mostly in obscurity. Uh, he was mentioned, this is kind of, a, I think, interesting trivia point. He was mentioned by then presidential candidate, Vice President George H.W. Bush, when he was running against Michael Dukakis in one of their debates. Uh, there's video of hmm. him mentioning uh, George H.W. Bush was asked, one of the questions they were both asked, who are some of your heroes in America? And he mentions this young doctor named Anthony huh. Fauci in, no in 1988. He called him a top doctor at the National Institutes of Health, and he's working hard to do research to uh, help in this disease of AIDS, is what hmm. he said. So you got a guy like that, that a guy like that that's worked for 40 years in research could become a political lightning rod. Mm-hmm is more of a testimony on how everything today, including deadly diseases, as you said earlier, Mm -hmm. you got Christian leaders out there making vaccines, politicized, scientific research, everything becomes politicized. uh, And it's a shame. I don't believe he lied to Congress, but if he did intentionally lie to Congress, then in keeping with what we said, I don't care who you are. You should be held accountable in the interest of justice. That's good. Well, there you have it. We have
0: answered all your questions, (laughs) at least those that we raised (laughs) at the beginning of this episode. Uh, So thanks for joining us today. And as we do, always I want to remind you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you don't already, hit the notification bell so you know when our new episodes come out. We release a new episode every Saturday at 2. And uh, we appreciate you joining us for this one. We'll see you next time. If you have a question you'd like us to consider, you can send that into our email address, info at or text it to us at 9700.